the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. So 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, starting at verse 10, dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. On today, dear ones, I would like for us to take as our text for consideration and examination uh, the verses of Scripture that we have found for us here in 1 Peter, the uh, fifth chapter, verses 10 and 11. And the topic that I would like for us to examine on today, dear ones, is this. God's unusual way of making me better. God's unusual way of making me better. Amen. Dear ones, I want for us to start off on today by taking note of what the Lord says to us through the prophet Isaiah in the book of Isaiah, that 55th chapter. So hold your finger here in 1 Peter, but everybody turn with me to the book of Isaiah, the 55th chapter, because the Lord says to us there through the prophet Isaiah something that we need to take note of and keep in mind. Notice what he says, Isaiah 55, starting at verse 8, dear ones, notice what the Lord says. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, dear ones, here the Lord says to us, at least four things. He says essentially four things to us that we need to take note of. The Lord says there, he says, number one, you do not think like I think. That's the first thing the Lord says. He says, you do not think like I think. Secondly, he says, I do not act like you act. He says, I don't act like you act. 
So number one, you don't think like I think. Number two, I don't act like you act. Number three, there is an immeasurable amount of distance that separates your ways from my ways and your thoughts from my thoughts. So there is an unmeasurable amount of distance. The distance between our thoughts and our ways and God's thoughts and God's ways cannot be measured. Because the text says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth. In order to declare, to determine that distance, you have to know where heaven is. You have to know the exact location of where heaven is. But nobody knows that. And so because that is an unknown destination, an unknown place, we don't know exactly where it is. We know it exists, but we don't know where it is. We know it's up there, but where up there? Because you do not know that, you cannot determine the distance. So God says there is an unmeasurable amount of distance that separates your ways from my ways, your thoughts from my thoughts. Everybody understand what I'm saying? And fourthly, the Lord says there, my ways and my thoughts will always show themselves and prove themselves to be higher, higher in the sense of being more elevated, more lofty, better and grander than your ways and your thoughts. And so the Lord says, my ways and my thoughts will always show themselves and will always prove themselves in the long run. They will prove themselves to be higher grander, loftier, more excellent than your ways and your thoughts. Now, dear ones, I I really want for us to grab hold to that. And I really want for us to pay attention to what I'm uh, what the Lord impressed upon me to share with all of you, because as I was driving here, actually, it was earlier today, I was driving somewhere else. But the Lord impressed upon me that for many of you, dear ones, You fall a victim to the enemy's lies in some things. And what is intended to make you better is making you bitter. For some, we have fallen victim to the enemy's lies. And so what God is is intending to make you better is making you bitter. What God is intending to help grow your faith is causing you to doubt your faith and causing you to question your faith. And so we have to pay attention to what the Lord is saying here because as he's, he's trying to give us some relief and some understanding as to why it is you're going through what you're going through and why it is he isn't clearing it up. Why he isn't taking it away. Why, no matter how much you pray, he's allowing it to remain. And so instead of and so instead of making you better because he hasn't taken it away, it's making you bitter. Instead of causing you to grow in your faith, you are diminishing in your faith. And the reason why you are diminishing in your faith is because you are questioning what God is doing. What's he doing? What's what's going on with this? 
Why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why are all these things taking place? And why is it no matter how much I pray about it? Because Pastor Fields told me I'm supposed to pray about this stuff. And so I've been praying about it. But God isn't taking it away. And so instead of making you better, it's making you bitter. And so instead of growing, it's you're diminishing. And we are and, 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 and it's beginning to display itself and show itself in our ways, in our conduct, in our words and in our actions. Amen. It's showing itself. Amen. It's being seen It's being noticed and paid attention to by anybody that is paying attention to what's going on with you. And so and so and so there are times. There are times. It doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time. You know, it, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes the Lord just says, just say what I told you to say and be done with it. But there are times where the Lord says, no, I need for you to speak today with a prophetic voice. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I need for you to speak today with a prophetic voice. So for some of you, dear ones, I'm speaking to you with a prophetic voice. Okay. I'm speaking to you, letting you know that what God is intending to make you better is making you bitter. You know that. I know that. And more importantly, the Lord knows that. The Lord knows that. Amen. And so you, you, there, there has to be a changing in your perspective and how you're seeing things. Now, one of the primary ways, because we just talked about how Isaiah, the Lord through Isaiah tells us, God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. One of the primary ways, dear ones, in which this truth is demonstrated for us is in the way and means that the Lord uses to help us to become better. Better meaning more godly in our character and in our conduct, more Christ-like, more purified, and more holy. One of the primary ways in which you can know God's ways are not your ways and God's thoughts are not your thoughts is in the ways and the means and the methods that God uses to make us better. That is one of the primary ways that you can know I don't think like God does. And I don't act like God does. Because if I acted like God and I thought like God, I sure enough would have been changing stuff right around now. Things would have been a lot different. Things would be a lot different. And dear ones, some of the ways and some of the means and some of the methods that the Lord utilizes in his efforts to refine us and to improve us in many ways will seem unusual to us. In many ways, they will seem controversial to us. And in, in many ways, dear ones, they will seem somewhat counterproductive. Amen. If God is trying to make me better, why is he allowing me to go through all this stuff? If God is trying to improve me, why is he allowing these things to happen to me? Amen. Here we go now. And in some ways, it will even seem harsh and cruel to you. Amen. Amen. In some ways. It will even seem harsh and cruel what the Lord is allowing to happen in an effort to make you better. Amen. Tell us you're saying the devil. Yes. Stop, don't, don't look at me like, no, pastor, I would never do that. Stop lying. <laughs> Stop lying. See, again, don't let the enemy lie to you. You know, yes. and I know, and the Lord knows. Yes. Sometimes you question him. Sometimes you wonder, Lord, I'm, I'm getting kind of upset about now. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting kind of irritated. 
Because this thing is not resolving. This thing is not going away. We're having the same argument over and over and over again. We're having the same discrepancy over and over and over again. I'm facing the same issue over and over and over again. And it doesn't seem to be clearing up. It doesn't seem to be going away. And you're getting angry and you're getting frustrated and you're getting irritated. And it's causing you to question things concerning the Lord and question things concerning your relationship with the Lord. And God is saying, I'm trying to help you, son. I'm trying to help you, daughter. Amen. I'm trying to help you. Amen. And so, dear ones, through all of these things, the Lord, whose ways and whose thoughts are different and higher than ours is, says still to us, I know exactly what I'm doing. Thank you, Thank you Lord. And you just need to trust me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly what is happening. And you just need to trust me. Amen. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And it is in these verses of Scripture that we have here in 1 Peter that the Lord, the Apostle Peter, begins to speak to us about this. And so we want to uh, see what the Lord says to us through the Apostle Peter on today. Now, dear ones, let's look at verse 10 one more time. Notice what it says. It says, But the God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Now, dear ones, the first thing that we want to take note of is the first word that we come into contact with as we begin to look at our text is the word but. But the God of all grace. The first word is the word but. Now, there are at least two things about the word but that we need to remember. One is the word but is a conjunction, which is a connecting word that is designed to link up and attach what is currently being said to something that has previously been said. So it's a it's a connecting word. It's designed and intended to link up and attach what currently is being said to something that has been previously said prior to that time. And the other thing that we need to remember about the word but is the word but is a word that establishes that a change of direction is about to happen. 
A change of direction is about to take place where something that was previously going in one direction is now about to go in a different direction. Now, there was the last thing that Peter says to us, and we dealt with this last the last two Sundays. We dealt with verse eight and nine, because the last thing that Peter says to us is found for us in verse nine. Notice what he says there in verse nine. He says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, meaning, meaning making reference to the devil. He says we are to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And so the last thing that Peter says to us is he says to us we are to do four things. One, we are to resist the devil. That is, we are to oppose, reject, and not accept the lies and the deceptions that he tries to use against us. We are to resist the devil. The second thing he says there is we are to do this, all of this, in a way that is steadfast. That is, our resistance to accepting the devil's lies is to be consistent, it is to be stable, it is to be ongoing and unrelenting, and not sometimey or sporadic or occasional. So we are to consistently and unrelentingly resist the devil. The third thing that Peter says there, he says, we are to do all of this in the faith. That is, we are to do all of this remembering that we are in a covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and that our ultimate goal is to be pleasing and acceptable to him in all that we say and in all that we do. That is our ultimate goal. We are in a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And then fourthly, we are to do all of this knowing that the same afflictions that we are experiencing are being experienced by everyone who names the name of Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. In other words, what is happening to us and what we are going through is not unique. It is common. I need you to hear that. What we are going through, what we are experiencing is not unique. It is common. It is not exceptional. It is normative. And it is not excessive. It is equal to what everyone else is experiencing who is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that whole lie that the enemy has been saying to some that what you're going through, ain't nobody can nobody identify, can nobody know. You're just going through so much and it's so hard and it's so this, so that. It's normal. It's the same as what everybody else is going through. And dear ones, what I would like to submit to all of you is that Peter, in his use of the word but as the first word that we come into contact with in verse 10, is intent. He's trying to let us know at least two things. Peter is trying to let us know at least two things with his use of the word but here. The first thing is this, that the finish line concerning all that we are going through is just ahead of us and that we need to continue to hold on and press on until we successfully cross the line. The finish line is just up ahead. You know, when you're in a race and you see the finish line, you you see it up ahead. It kind of gives you a little bit of something. 
it, it gives you a little bit more resolve. See, because when you're on the other side of the bend, you don't see it. You're thinking about quitting. You're thinking about giving up. You're thinking about stopping. And you're thinking about, I don't want to do this no more. But when you crawl, when you come around the bend and you start to see the line and not just see the line, but you see all the folks that are cheering for you and urging you and encouraging you, letting you know you can do this. You can make it. Come on. Come on. Keep pressing. That does something for you, that motivates you, that moves you to continue on and to press on because the finish line is just up ahead. Guess what, dear ones? The finish line for what you're going through, the finish line for what God is trying to accomplish in you, the finish line for what God is trying to produce in you is just up ahead. Keep pressing. Keep moving. Keep going. Don't give up. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Amen. So that's the first thing. But the second thing that Peter is trying to communicate to us through his use of the word but is that God has a purpose, he has a reason, and he has a plan that is behind all that he is allowing to happen to us. Amen. And that he is using all of this to accomplish something either in us, yes. for us, through us, or all of it together. Amen. He's using it. God is using what you're going through. And he's trying to accomplish something in you through what you're going through. He's trying to use it to do something in you or through you or for you or all of those things together. But there was the next thing that we want to notice from our text is that Peter here identifies the Lord for us as being the God of of all grace. Yes. He says, but the God of all grace. Now, the key word that we need to take note of in this title that Peter gives to us here is the word all. Amen. It's the word all. Because the word all that is used here, it is designed to denote every single item in the object that it is relating to. So he is the God of all grace. And the word all is meant to denote every single item that is in something. Now, let me give you an example. Say, for instance, Ken and I, we're driving. We're just driving. We're just kind of rolling, talking, just just driving. And we come across a, a McDonald's that is having the sign taken down. And in the place, they have a sign that says McJefferson. Right next. So the McDonald's is being taken down and they go put up the sign McJefferson. And I, I look at that and I take note of that. I say, well, Ken, Ken, they, they're taking down McDonald's, the sign McDonald's, and they're putting up McJefferson. And Ken says, oh, yeah, Pastor Fields, I forgot to tell you. The Lord blessed me and I bought McDonald's. I bought McDonald's. And so I, I look at Ken and I say, Ken, hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. You bought McDonald's? And then Ken responds back, no, no, Pastor, no, I didn't buy a McDonald's. I bought all the McDonald's. So every place that there is a McDonald's, whether it is in Baltimore, in Cincinnati, in Miami, in Baton Rouge, wherever there is a McDonald's, the signs are being changed to now read McJefferson. I didn't just buy a McDonald's. I bought all the McDonald's. 
So they're now McJefferson. You get a, you're going to get a McJefferson Big Mac, <laughs> a McJefferson shake. And so it is talking about every single one, every single thing that is related to that object. Peter says here that the God that we serve is the God of all grace. And so another way of seeing what Peter is saying to us here, dear ones, is he's saying that our God is the God of every single grace. Amen. He is the God of every form of grace. Amen. And he is the God of every type of grace. Yes. And so if the grace that you need needs to come in the form of power, he's the God that can give you that grace. If it needs to come in the form of wisdom or stability or direction or provision or support or encouragement, the God of all grace is able to supply that for you. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.